Histology Abroad, NSHS chats with members from around the world in countries right next door and those halfway across the globe. We ask them how they got into histology, the challenges and opportunities they see, and how COVID-19 has impacted them. While there are many differences, the commonalities will surprise you. In this special two-part episode, we hear from both Ruth Curcula, one of only four histotechs in the country of Liberia, and Dave Davis, one of the NSH members who helped open JFK Memorial Hospital's first histology lab, where Ruth worked. So Ruth, would you like to start by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about where you work, the country you're from, and how you got into the histology field? Yeah. Good afternoon. My name is Ruth Ephemio Kekula. I'm the lead histology technician in the pathology department of GFK, John F. Kennedy Medical Center in Monrovia, the capital of West Africa. So I first studied medical laboratory sciences at Tottenham National Institute of Medical Arts, CNIME. And I began a trained laboratory technician at John F. Kennedy Medical Center in 2015. And then in 2018, JFK opened its first post-war histology lab in Liberia. So then the laboratory administration of JFK asked me to join the histology lab and be trained in histology. So I took that as the opportunity to learn new lab skills. And so I decided to be trained in histology. We have no formal histology classes or school in Liberia. The only opportunity we have here to learn histology is to learn from teachers outside Liberia. And fortunately for us, the American Society for Clinical Pathology, ASCP and Mount Sinai Hospital in the USA sent out a team of experts in histology to train our histology team here. And the team included Lena, Linda Chapoy, Evelyn Diaz, and David Davis. So okay. it will be us at JFK, histology team to sustain histology here in Liberia. Okay, yeah, I know Dave Davis and uh, Linda are members of NSH. Histology is a new fear for now. So basically, we are trained on how to cross in with the pathologists into process, to a session process, and, and then to microtinning and staining samples. This is like what we're doing. But we didn't attend any school. They, this team, the team came and they trained us how to do the staining, the cutting, and the embedding also. So we, we, didn't, we don't have no school here for it. We are not specializing it for now. So. What are some of the challenges that you face in Liberia with histotechnology besides the lack of training? Well, we have real challenges here when it comes to going in depth with histology. It's a challenge for us because there is no school here for histology. So basically we have to learn, do hands-on training. And then when it comes to, and one of the main challenges we have here is shortage, real shortage of histologists in Liberia and in West Africa as a whole. For now, we are the only lab 
We are the only lab that has history that is doing histology. We are the only hospital, GFK, John F. Kennedy Medical Center that is doing G in histology. And then one of the thing is that we have four techs that is on training, just four. In the whole country, we are just four doing the training on histology. And for now, it's only JFK that is doing histology. So we have samples of tissues coming from outside of the, the facility that is from raw era coming in and from in Central Moravia as well. Wow, it's only four histotechs for the whole country. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So you have trouble getting equipment and reagents there? Everything has to be shipped in. You don't produce anything inside of the country, right? Yeah, this is one of our most challenging issues, getting reliable sources of quality replacement supplies. That is routine, that can be routinely obtained on a, on a timely basis, it has, been, it has been a real issue to us because we have to get basically everything from out of the country. So the one that we had on hand when we started the training is what we are still using. And you have to remember that we are living in a country where patients need our services, but they often cannot pay very much for them. So this has been a real dilemma for our lab too and for the hospital. And also when it comes to safety, we are also limited. When it comes to getting, obtaining basic PPEs and masks, we are limited also, that, also on that. So that's one of our issues, getting supply. Even for now, we are all 100% alcohol. So we are finding a way to see whether we can tie in with people from Ghana but up to now, we haven't get any source from them, any reply from them yet. So how has COVID-19 yeah, impacted yeah. histology in your country? Yeah, because of the outbreak of COVID-19, we have not had the opportunity of the return of our USA members to come and train us, continue our follow-up training. So that has not been possible because of COVID-19. We look forward to seeing them when things get better for continuing training and for follow-up training in histology. And then when it comes to inflow of samples too, because of COVID-19, we have some lower cases. But then since things have started to subside, we have started receiving more tissues. We receive tissues from outside, Moldova from the rural areas and from local facilities and other hospitals around in country. So mm -hmm. that also been someone in power his COVID-19. So what opportunities do you see for histology in the future? Oh, really? I'm so excited about doing histology. We are so excited because it's like when we were in school, we, we did histology grossly, and then we just have to imagine we didn't have the opportunity to see a microtone. Yeah. So for now, we're working on the microtone. We're able to see some other chemicals that we are using. We are so excited about histology. And if the opportunity, opportunity presents itself, 
who would be so happy to advance in histology. So that's why we look up to, to get more training, if possible, that we have to who have the opportunity to attend histology or do histology in school, we'll be so happy to do it. Yeah, so delightful. Yeah, hopefully people will be able to come back soon after COVID dies down a little bit. Yeah, there's a real need for more histology training. That which will include immunohistochemical techniques that we want to see in Liberia for better patient care. And we also look forward to more training, we want to receive more training so that we can be able to provide these services as soon as possible. And we also look forward to attending the NSH annual meeting one of these years so that we can gain more histology knowledge and then network with other histology. We are not for a wealthy country. Funding is a real obstacle for us for any outgoing training. So there, there have been some on the issue. So for now, we only hope online training. That's the one we can hope for. But mm -hmm. if if there is any opportunity for us to follow our study, we'll be grateful to that. We look forward to that also. So as I said, we are just full history text for now in view. So we have a whole lot of work to do. And in fact, the four of us also work in the clinical lab. So we have work doing in the clinical lab at the same time working in the histo lab. If we, we, there will be a real need for more automation, if we can get automation will help us. We have a few like the processing station, we have one, we have one, we have one processor and like two microtons for now. That's why we are operating on. All right, well, thank you. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I'm also so happy for our team, which introduced NSH to us. So we, I hope that our other te technicians we get also will be recommended to NSH and we, so we can continue to learn from other histologists through the networking on NSH. We look forward to that. Well, we hope to see you one day at one of the NSH conferences. Until then, see you online. Earlier in this podcast, we heard from Ruth from the John F. Kennedy Medical Center in Monrovia, Liberia. She shared with us how she and her colleagues received training from a group of American histologists. I'm now here with Dave Davis, longtime NSH member and international traveler. He's currently living in Costa Rica, but has made numerous trips to countries around the world, helping them establish histology labs and providing the techs in these countries with valuable education. Dave was part of the team that went to Liberia, and he's here to share with us a little bit more about that experience. So Dave, can you tell us how this trip to Liberia was organized? Well, I got a call from Linda Chaparro. Linda's the one that actually has started setting up this lab with the people from ASCP and Mount Sinai Hospital. And she needed some help to do some training and things. So I said, yeah, sure, why not? And that's how I kind of got involved with them. And Dr. Milner from ASCP, he supported it. And 
with the help from the Sinai Hospital, we all got together as sort of a big team that started initiating this first lab in Liberia. It's the first histology lab for the country. So I know you've been to a lot of countries in Africa and set up a lot of labs there. Is this typical for them to not even have a histology lab and there to only be one for a whole country? Well, no. Most most of the countries have one or two anyway, you know, in the capitals. So we were, were really excited and, and happy to be able to get the first one in this country, Liberia. But most of the countries, they have a few pretty basic run labs, so they don't, like most of the places, financial support and knowledge, it's it's a challenge. And that's where I think the NSH and ASCP, you know, hopefully online, we can uh, provide some of that training for, for them and kind of expensive to go over there to, to fly over and spend a week or two. And But that... Uh, most of the countries at least have one or two. So we're, like I say, we're happy to have get one in this country. Yeah, when I was talking to Ruth, she said that there are only four histotechs for the whole country. Yeah, and we trained them. <laughs> They're actually, they were all medical technologists at the JFK hospital in Monrovia. And we actually convinced them to come over to learn histology. And then uh, Linda and myself and Evelyn, we did the, pretty much did the training we've been there they've been there a couple times and i've been there and right now it's pretty much all basic histology but uh that's a good start for them so how are they diagnosing before they had this histology lab a lot of guessing i guess you know because they didn't have any histology so they just see the symptoms and they look at the tissue without any real histology uh, work in the lab and they were I'm unfortunately, just a lot of guessing. Not good. <laughs> yeah, definitely not good. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you saw for histotechs in Liberia, for these four histotechs? Well, for the training was one issue that we had materials to train with and things. And then the support of the administration. This is a new discipline, I guess, for Monrovia Hospital or for Liberia. So they weren't sure about it. The, the need for it, but I think after we convinced them at a couple of meetings, showing that they really do need the, these type of uh, laboratory procedures to diagnose cancer and various other things, actually. So that's that's one big issue to to have the administration supported. The, the second issue that we're already running into a little some some of the problems is, is the replacement of of reagents and materials that are used up. And it's really hard to get it into the country. Coming from Europe and the United States takes two or three months on a boat if it's, it goes that way, uh, which is a lot more economical for them. And they, financing, too, is an issue. There's, so they've got a number of issues. Even though the people need this type of service, it's been a little bit of a struggle to handle all these issues that exist there. Yeah, Ruth had mentioned funding as another huge issue. The people, it's not a rich country, so the people just, uh, most of it, it's like most of the places in Africa, to be honest with you. The people need the service, but when it comes down to being able to support that need and give them the service, then who pays for it? And, and if it's continually a drain, you know, on the administration, then after a while they get, uh, they say, well, I'm not sure. This is gonna gonna work for us unless we get a 
you know, somebody who can really support us. And ASCP has done some support. Mount Sinai Hospital in the United States, they've really stepped up to it. There's Dr. Milner from ASCP was the big help there. And Dr. Bedoe, B-E-D-D-O-E, Anne-Marie Bedoe from Mount Sinai is really the, the person who got, they've got nice equipment there, some of the best in Africa. I just hope they can retain, you know, the the service that they with, so they can keep the reagents in supply and things. That already the the technicians there uh, are talking about, you know, going back to the main lab to work. I hope they don't. We'd like to introduce too some immunohistochemistry, but it's a finance thing. I don't know uh, they need it, but how are they going to get it? How are they going to finance it? That's really a question. I assume COVID has kind of put a stop to plans to go back, but are there plans for the future to do more training trips? We'd like to go back and do some fine tuning. I think Linda, she'll probably be going back first this year, I guess, after Linda's there, maybe four or five months after she's there, I'll go back, I hope, and do, you know, continue with some fine tuning of the lab and it's some more additional training for with the basics and then uh, see what happens. We hope we can get into the immunohistochemistry side of it. It'll definitely be manual, but that's it's a doable thing if we can find some kind of uh, support from the local people. Another reason for getting the training is some of the, the labs in Africa, including Ghana and Ethiopia and the Congo and places, they're getting some training from some local people, and they're doing the best they can, but sometimes... Uh, Bad habits are handed down, and that's where I think we can help out a lot. NSH can help with maybe providing some online training or NISCP for maybe getting some reagents and help uh, sending people over. I think the one problem they've had in Africa is ASCP and some of the organizations have concentrated on the pathology side, the pathologist. And when I, the first time I was in Madagascar, the pathologist was having trouble reading. I says, well, I says, you know, kind of for us histology, our lab people say, kind of, duh, that's that's a given. You got to get material to look at to be able to make a good diagnosis. So where do you start? Start at the beginning where the lab starts. And, uh, you know, to help them fine tune that or, or even do a good job. And that's where I think we can come in as an NSH organization and, and help some of those and, and maybe... Uh, correct some of the bad habits that have been developed over the years. Right. Makes sense. It all starts with histology. They won't get a good slide to read if the histology is not good. No, no, they just difficult. One of the main problems I've ran into in labs that are already up and ex- existing is their quality from the equipment to the reagents and knowing and being able to troubleshoot just that uh, if you don't know the procedure very well or what is the requirements that are needed to to make that good stain how do you correct it you can't so you know there's just troubleshooting is a a big thing that that's something that linda and i and evelyn we all promote the countries that we do go to thank you for sharing that with us i think it's good for us to hear both ruth's perspective and your perspective you bet thank you okay bye-bye 